Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're just going to jump right in to step two, uncovering the truth of the mapping healing series. I really want to try to keep these individual steps a bit shorter, you know, than the previous one. I know there's so much information, but I really don't want this to be an overwhelming thing. So I'm going to try to keep these a little bit shorter and jump right into it's really important to highlight in these next steps. So just as a little recap, the first step is figuring out what's broken. We talked about that in the previous episode. So I just want to give a little bit of an overview again, just to set up for uncovering the truth. So in figuring out what's broken, this is when we tend to have all of the symptoms, the anxiety, the depression, you know, the OCD, the binge eating, extreme moods, irritability, restlessness, you know, destructive types of thoughts, find ourselves in constant toxic relationships. These are all of the symptoms of what's broken on the inside. And we generally try to get help for the things that we see on the outside. But realistically, there's actually something far more going on on the inside. Like for example, we might have a toxic relationship, but then we're thinking, oh my gosh, like it's this other person's fault, but we're not seeing that we might be attracting these kind of partners because of the trauma that we've experienced in the past. And we're trying to rewrite a trauma with this person. Um, So there's a lot more going on. Same with if you're binge eating. I know I talk about eating disorder a lot just because it's the thing I know about the most, but a lot of people will think, well, people will think, you know, oh, I'm binge eating. Like I can't, I'm so, I'm so messed up. I, I can't even do something so basic as feed myself. I'm so inferior to the rest of the world. And a lot of times it's number one, self-sabotage. It's trying to calm down your vagus nerve, which is basically, you know, your nervous system dysregulated and binge eating is an attempt to regulate your nervous system. So we're seeing binge eating as the problem. We want to go to, um, you know, a recovery program to be like, how do I get rid of my binge eating problem? And it's like, it's your, you don't have a binge eating problem. You have a, you have a problem with emptiness. You have a problem with your emotional regulation. You have a problem with trauma. And that is kind of what figuring out what broke, what's broken is is looking beyond the surface, asking yourself, you know, introspective questions to really figure out what's going on with you so that you can start to go on the right road to recovery. Because, you know, if you go on a road to, oh, let me heal my binge eating, you're going to start to find that you have a lot more things coming up. And the reason why you binge eat isn't necessarily assaged. So the next time you feel that underlying problem for binge eating, you're going to continue to binge eat because the core underlying issue has not been resolved. This is the same with substance abuse. Substance abuse is very similar to binge eating and same with any other addiction. It's basically feeling a stimulus that feels triggering, discomforting, insecure, triggers you to have feelings of a dysregulated nervous system. You start to act in a way that whatever is going to bring you relief, that relief is short term and not very long term and it has destructive consequences at the end, but your body doesn't know another way to get that relief except through this substance except through binge eating except through this toxic relationship and there goes the cycle so in the figuring out what's broken you're really learning coping mechanisms to replace the maladaptive coping skills that you have already automatic sorry if i sound a bit nasally by the way i am a little sick but i really want to still you know trudge through Anyway, so in figuring out what's broken, you're essentially looking beyond the surface into the roots of the issue rather than the branches. You're trying to understand what is your attachment style. You're trying to understand how your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors are affecting how you are today. You're trying to get a little bit more mindful about trauma. You're trying to get more mindful about your inner experience. You're trying to look at the adverse situations you had growing up and how those things could have affected you today. 
You're essentially taking inventory of yourself in order to troubleshoot the problem. You're excavating your worldview, your core beliefs, and the kind of people that you've surrounded yourself by and what kind of things do they believe and what kind of behaviors do they have that you've kind of caught on to. So while figuring out what's broken is more of the introspection, uncovering the truth it, truth is uncovering the information, but not just the information, but garnering a larger perspective on your situation that's allowing you to see it in a more all around view rather than seeing it from your perspective. Because a lot of times we do not see situations as they actually are. We see them as we are and we see them through the lens of our trauma. And this is why uncovering the truth is so important to kind of widen your scope on what you're seeing and how you can troubleshoot the problem. Now, I would say the major issue with uncovering the truth is we, and even figuring out what's broken, is we rarely have insight into our problems. This is why so many people will go to a psychologist, they'll go to recovery programs, because they don't necessarily know what's going on in themselves. They don't necessarily, you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes it's just really difficult to get to your destination without some type of roadmap, without some type of, you know, someone has been there, has done the directions, you know, you kind of Feel like you're going blind into everything. And this is why I talk about constantly that you will go through the stages multiple times um, over and over again, just because you might think you have gotten all the information, you might think you have gotten what's broken, and then you realize, oh, I'm having another roadblock. Now, how am I going to go back to the figuring out what's broken and then back to uncovering the truth? This is something you will be doing for the rest of your life for the most part to get to healing because we don't know how many layers there are to our recovery um, until we start going through them. However, there are some key things that I've learned in, in the uncovering truth cycle and what I kind of want to impasse on to you of things that you can kind of look to to understand your situation more because I know that having been in recovery programs, I've seen what other people have gone through, I've seen what I've gone through, and I've seen a lot of things that have helped me understand my situation, make me feel less alone so that I was able to start to see the roadmap because now I'm able to impasse the roadmap onto you and tell you this is what mapping healing looks like, but this is not something I could have done at the beginning of my journey. Now, after this, I'm also going to do a series called Little Learnings, which is going to be a lot of key parts of the Uncovering the Truth series. In this episode, to keep it a bit shorter, I want to just touch on the topics. You can always explore those topics on your own, but I'm also going to provide little learnings to help you kind of have snapshot information to help guide you, you know, with your own lives and your own introspection. So let me just talk about those topics now. One thing I have already talked about is understanding the the cycle of addiction. The cycle of addiction, as I said, is basically the stimulus. Then there's some type of urge for relief. And the reason we kind of have this urge for relief is because before when the stimulus happens, we start to have thoughts around whatever is happening. You know, we could be thinking when our parents yell at us, oh, we're so stupid. We're so, we're not good enough. Then we start to have feelings in our chest of like, oh my gosh, like I feel uncomfortable, my my stomach is hurting, or my, I have like a tightness in my chest, my heart is pounding, and you start to feel anxious or upset or angry. And those are the bodily sensations that also come up. You know, the feelings and the bodily sensations are quite, you know, connected. And what happens is we have an urge and an impulse to seek comfort and relief. And if we do not know how to seek comfort and relief in healthy ways, we will comfort ourselves in destructive ways. This can be in the form of binge eating. This can be in the form of toxic relationships. This can be the form of self-harm. This can be in the form of impulse, um, impulsive behaviors. 
and most notably drugs and alcohol. So understanding the cycle of addiction is really key to kind of interrupt the cycle, which is step three. So understanding that cycle is part of uncovering the truth. In uncovering the truth, you might also start to learn about family dynamics and how your family structure is how you are the way that you are. Are you the helpful one? Are you the scapegoat child? You know, what is the role of your mother, father? Is one parent missing? Were you accepted to to take on responsibilities that weren't necessarily supposed to be yours as a child? Were you a caretaker type of personality? Were you the peacemaker? Were you congratulated for how quiet you were? Were you the loud, aggressive one? Were you the one who was always sad? Did you try to withdraw a lot? All of these kind of behaviors are going to have an impact on how you grow up as an adult. It will also then inform some of the relationships you might seek in the ways that you feel love and the way that you feel compatible with other people. Family dynamics are often duplicated in our future relationships and often we mirror how our parents treat us in the way we treat other people. And if our parents didn't treat us that well, we might have difficulty in relationships and in conflict management because of the family dynamics that we had. So uncovering and learning about family dynamics is a really key part of the uncovering the truth phase so that you can see how might you be able to interrupt the cycle by learning the information and gaining perspective. And gaining this perspective also helps you see that you're not a, you're not like a blatantly bad person and you're just someone who just doesn't have it together and you know you're just a failed specimen of human life, you know? That's not it. If you are made in a factory with faulty conditions, it is only natural that the product is going to come out faulty. And I'm not saying that you are faulty, I'm just saying that you were mishandled. And being mishandled has ramifications and it doesn't feel fair and it feels so angry I mean, you you feel so angry and it's so upsetting that you see other people, you know, having developed in the right way and that you weren't. And it causes a lot of anger. But like I said, the uncovering the truth really gives you the perspective to see that your parents were largely just like you. They were not taught things. They were not necessarily impassed with all the knowledge you know they didn't withhold anything from you if if anything they didn't know it themselves and this is a great opportunity for you to just become a better person so that when you have kids you can impart those things onto them i know i've talked about this a lot but emotional attitudes and where they come from like because your family dynamics are happening what are your emotional attitudes how do you feel towards sadness anger people's you know protesting of like hey i didn't really like the way you treated me i remember when i was growing up i was just like oh my god get over it like you're such a wimp you know like Because that is how my dad would talk to me about my emotions. So I had very negative emotional attitudes towards sadness, but I didn't have that bad of a reaction to anger. In some people's family, anger is like frowned upon because it's lack of self-control. So these family dynamics have a huge, you know, impact on how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to others. It's a really key thing to look at in terms of uncovering the truth. A lot of people read books on like mommy issues, daddy issues, you know, um, narcissistic family dynamics and seeing where you might fit into that and how people just like you have healed from that. I think another part of this is attachment styles and learning, you know, the difference between securely attached, insecurely attached, anxious attachment, um, avoidant attachment, and seeing how certain attachment styles go together and how they both reduplicate each other's trauma. Um, if you're an attack, if you have an anxious attachment style, you're going to chase avoidant types of people because you're trying to prove to yourself that you're lovable through this person. And you might not even actually like the person or be compatible with the person, but you have a deficiency in yourself that it makes you seek out 
unavailable, emotionally unavailable people to prove to yourself that if this person can be so emotionally unavailable and they could like me, then maybe I'm worth something. So you're look, looking externally to, you know, qualm, I don't know if that's the right word, but like calm a trauma that you'd experienced in the past. So kind of looking into attachment theory and reading books on attachment style could really help you kind of understand yourself and uncover the truth there. Understanding different therapy modules like psychotherapy or CBT or DBT and seeing how different therapy modules could help your specific case and how each of them works. Like DBT is using emotional regulation, mindfulness, distress tolerance, and interpersonal effectiveness. Then there's there's also CBT, which is actually the larger umbrella of DBT, which is essentially cognitive behavioral therapy. And like I said, I'm going to do a larger individual um, little learnings about all of these things, but I'm just saying this is something to explore. You know, are you more interested in psychotherapy? Are you interested in schema therapy? Are you interested in, tra- in trauma management? You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can maybe find a therapist who specialized in something that can help you with a core skill set. There's also affirmations, learning about how changing your thought life can change the rest of the cycle, like interrupting the cycle. What things did you need to hear as a child that you didn't hear that would have helped you so much more? And how can you tell yourself that? How can you think about inner child work and being there for the person you know that you were as a child? I think a lot of times we grow up to be adults that, you know we needed as a child and i think that that can be a form of success so really figuring out what that truth is that that child needed to hear so that you can be there for your inner child and learning and digging more into inner child work then there's also logical fallacies you know understanding understanding cognitive distortions and the way that you lie to yourself all the time and it's not that you're consciously lying to yourself it's that you have heard someone lie to you tell you you're not lovable tell you you're not pretty enough that you're not good enough that you're not smart enough that you're not interesting enough and then you start to believe it you know and even if it's not directly told to you you might infer that like if your mom grew up depressed or you know your dad grew up too busy to help you you might infer that you know I'm just not that interesting my parents are smart people and you know if they really thought I was worth it they would have spent more time with me that's a lie that you're believing based on circumstances that are beyond your control and that you've now interpreted with a child brain rather than adult brain and now as an adult you know that that's actually not true that there's a myriad of reasons as to why they didn't give you the attention that you needed when you were a child that has nothing to do with your self-worth so really kind of getting into those cognitive distortions understanding what they are i'm going to do also a little learnings on cognitive distortions and learning how to reappraise your own thoughts so instead of believing the lies think about logically you know like that's not true that's not helpful and kind of reframing your thoughts to be truthful and helpful so instead of telling yourself oh i was never good enough like my parents never liked me you'd be like my mom had a lot going on she you know she was adopted as a child and she had children really young and because of that she didn't learn the mechanisms of emotional regulation to help me emotionally regulate and so when she was you know emotionally dysregulated she would go off into her own world to not hurt me or to not do anything to me and she just needed her own time and that had nothing to do with me and my worth you know having that reframe story is going to have a completely different emotional impact on you that you're able to move on from it in a way that telling yourself i'm just not good enough and there's just something effectively wrong with me that basically causes a different reaction and then you have a different 
urge or different need for relief that causes the substance abuse, alcohol addiction, the overhanging out with friends, the overstimulation, things like that. Another part of uncovering the truth is understanding specific coping skills, you know, the difference between adaptive and maladaptive coping skills. You know, there is a graphic that I wrote a bunch of coping skills and I'm going to also do, like I said, a little learnings on different coping skills for different problems. But if you know that you're having one in specific to just look up, you know, best coping skills for abandonment issues, best coping skills for toxic relationships and how to get out of them. You know, sometimes listening to other people's YouTube videos on how they got out of something or listening to podcasts like this um, can really help you uncovering the truth of those things. Also learning about emotionally driven behaviors, ego defensive behaviors. Ego defensive behaviors are helpful in taking inventory of yourself, but also of other people. If someone is quite toxic in your life and they keep like deflecting and being like, no, that's your fault. Or the reason why I did that is because you made me so angry. You're able to arm yourself against the manipulation that they might unconsciously be inflicting upon you so that you can understand the healthful way of relating to other people. So that's also a part of uncovering the truth. Affirmations, understanding about rhythm, understanding brain biology, you know, listening to neuroscientists and how trauma can often dysregulate the nervous system, learning about different parts of the brain and how it affects the rest of your body, how it affects affects your emotional mental state, learning about rhythm and how to get into a better sense of rhythm yourself to regulate your own nervous system, using visualization techniques, using even neutral affirmations, like maybe not saying, oh, I love my body today, but my body does so much for me and my body helps me hug people and kiss and dance and, you know, work on the computer things like that, neutral things to help you see yourself in a more positive light. Truly, there are endless topics of discovery in the uncovering the truth for every potential issue. I came up with a bunch of bullet points in the graphic, the the extensive graphic for mapping healing series. It's quite small, but I mean, there is a lot. I'm just going to go through a few. You can think you can learn about victim mentality, automatic types of behaviors, self-fulfilling prophecies, you know, what makes people compatible and not compatible, defining love, defining success, finding your purpose, how your body reacts to stress, understanding self-sabotage and procrastination, learning coping mechanisms, understanding the power of habits, learning about the unconscious and conscious mind, learning how to let go, practicing non-attachment, understanding conditioning, looking up the laws of the universe, like the law of attraction, the law of cause and effect understanding and practicing mindfulness, understanding neuroplasticity, learning about the reward systems of the brain with dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and natural opioid system, implicit memories or memories you've had before your actual core memory has been formed, like infantile memories, how to build up your self-confidence and self-love and your self-concept in general, seeing yourself as a whole person, understanding the relationship between how strong your relationships are and resilience, learning about the stages of development as a child, learning how to be more present, understanding the effects of poverty or a one single parent system and how that might have impacted your development. So these are all different avenues that you can learn and take on to uncover the truth, not just about your own life, but about the people around you, you know, your friends, your family, ways that you can help. And, you know, just increasing your informational knowledge is a huge basis for, you know, all next and upcoming steps. And like I said, this isn't just about the information. Yes, you're going to learn information, but the point of the information is really to inform step three. And step three is when we start to get into interrupting the cycle. So while uncovering the truth is getting the information, interrupting the cycle is the practical approach to making that information actionable. 
We want to make them actionable at every single level of the addiction cycle, which is the stimulus, the thought, feelings, bodily sensations, urges, and behaviors, and then the subsequent reward or consequence that happens from it. So in all of these different cycles is an opportunity to interrupt the cycle of addiction, to interrupt the cycle of maladaptive behavior. So uncovering the truth is the basis of interrupting the cycle in a practical way. Okay, so I did promise to keep this one short. And while the next episode is a bit longer, you know, the seven pillars of health, um, after that episode, we're going to pick back up with the interrupting the cycle of the mapping healing series. And as promised, I'm going to try to keep it as bite-sized as possible to try to give you a comprehensive view without it being too overwhelming. Thanks guys so much for listening. Hope to catch you guys in the next episode.